your host, Dayla Smith. I am so glad that you could join me today. Today's topic is Matthew 6:11. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, I think this one verse could preach for years to come and still preach some more. So far, we have to create an atmosphere of prayer. We do a soul check and repent of any sin that we have committed. Ask for his forgiveness. Forgive those who have sinned against us. Then we thank him for his forgiveness. We must always come before him with a spirit of gratitude. We must acknowledge his holiness and his dwelling place. Then he says to pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Acknowledge his dwelling place, his authority, and his will, both in heaven and on earth. Now he says to acknowledge his divine provision, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is our provider. Let's look at Genesis 22, 1-14. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they both went, both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son. God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, 
in the mouth of the Lord, it shall be seen. In other words, the Lord provides. I know sometimes I have a long passage to read. I have a few reasons for this. I hate time-out scriptures. I'm not trying to manipulate them to fit my thoughts, choices, and or ideas. Nor am I trying to convince you of a particular thought, idea, and or choice. There are so many truths in the Lord's word but you have to have a full picture to get to them. You know, like Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7 through 12, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. You see, he even tells of his provision right here. Did you know that the Lord's provision depends totally on us? He set laws for it. When we don't learn of those laws, we cannot access his full provision. So if we are lacking, we need to read the word of God so that we can learn what law we are not observing and apply to our lives. Deuteronomy 8.3 and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. So even in his word he tells us how to truly live, that his word will provide for us. Even the gifts he gives us makes provision for us. Proverbs 18:16, A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. Isn't that awesome? He has equipped us to prosper. 3 John, verse 2, Beloved, I wished above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. James 1.17 Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning. 2 Peter 3.9 The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long-suffering to usward not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. 2 Corinthians 1.20 for all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. So here is an example of his divine provision. How serious are we about serving him who has redeemed us at all costs? Abraham showed just how serious he was. The Lord told him to sacrifice his one and only son that the Lord gave him in his old age. This was as seriously sincere as it gets. 
You see, Sarah and Abraham were way too old biologically to keep producing children. And with them not getting any younger, they were too old to continue to rear them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. The Lord was always helping Abraham grow in faith. He was always creating miracles in Sarah and Abraham's life. Isaac was just the icing on the cake. For God's provision to work in our lives, we have to live a repentant lifestyle. We have to live a life that mirrors the example set by our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 6:33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, I heard a story a long while back. You made it may have heard it also. There was a gentleman who walked into this jewelry store. In the front of the store was all kinds of beautiful jewelry. There was no one in the front of the store. He continued to look around. He finds, finally saw something he just had to have. So he waited for someone to come up front. After a while, he began to be concerned for the welfare of the owner. Was he just robbed and possibly hurt, he thought. This thought nagged at him. So he hollered, hello, is anyone here? All of a sudden he heard a voice from behind the curtain at the back of the store tell him to wait. At first he was relieved to hear someone say to wait. That meant the owner was all right. So he waited. After a while he became, began to become aggravated. How dare he tell me to wait? Doesn't he know that I am a very busy man? Who does he think he is? He thought. So he walked to the back of the store. He walked past the curtain. He saw a man standing over a pot that was sitting on a fire. He watched intently for a while. The man would stir the golden liquid every so often. Then he would work with the fire. The gentleman looking on asked, What are you doing? He told him, I'm purifying gold, or smelting gold. You, you can't step away for a minute, he asked. The man staring intently in the pot replied, no, I can't. I can't take my eyes off this liquid for one second. The fire has to be just right. If it gets too hot, the heat will more the gold. If it gets too cold, the impurities will remain. When do you know that it is finished? The man replied, when I see my reflection in it. This also reminds me of the song called The Old Violin. Needless to say, they both talked about the change Jesus Christ creates with your light. We have to live a submitted life in Christ in order to access the blessings and his provision. We must be Christ-like, like the goldsmith Jesus must see his reflection in us, and we must be willing to tell him of our needs, not because he doesn't know about our needs, but because it takes faith to believe that he is going to supply all of our needs for that day and the days to come. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Philippians 4.19, 
But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. Psalm 37, 25, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Jesus and Moses both said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain. He stayed there forty days and nights. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for forty days and nights. In both cases, there was no food or water where they were at. And it is in these places that they said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. How did they survive? The Lord provided their daily bread. They drank of the living water. They fed on the heavenly manna. Every word out of the mouth of God. The Lord prepares a spiritual table for each and every one of his people every day. Only those who are truly hungry will recognize and eat from his table. He truly is the ultimate chef. How do you get to eat from his spiritual table? Prayer, fasting, and most important, read the word of God. I can't stress the importance of this, along with repentance. Repentance opens the door to the kitchen of God. Prayer acknowledges his welcoming voice. Fasting opens our ears to hear what he is trying to speak to our hearts. The Bible, or word of God, is the feast he has set before you. So stay hungry, my friend. Stay hungry. Let's hunger for more of, of the things of God. This world is fleeting, but our spiritual destiny is eternal. His daily bread is a road map home, home with him. So once again, stay hungry, my friend. Ask him for his daily bread for you each and every day. Remem remember, Jesus said in the Beatitudes, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Do you want to be filled? Remember the woman at the well? In John 4, 10-14, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. In order to get to the daily bread, we have to hunger and thirst after righteousness.
we have to get our lives in order. We all have to remember and know that we are a sinner in need of a Savior and ask and thank Him for His daily bread. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, let me introduce you to Him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask Him for His forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to Him. Thank Him for His forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let Him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in His Holy Word. Ask Him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. For those of you who have made the decision to follow Christ, to make him Lord and Savior over your life, let me welcome you to the family of God. All of heaven and I are rejoicing right now over your decision. I am just, just as excited over your decision today. Please let me know of your decision by emailing me at myonelittleafmp at aol.com or private message me. Let me know of any prayer requests you have so that I can pray with you. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord, but Jesus will always love you more. Have a blessed week.